Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. And as usual, welcoming your phone calls and text messages, your lawn and garden questions from Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Hi, Teresa. Good morning, Denny. Nice to see you again. And good to see you. Busy downtown today, isn't it? Is it is busy downtown yeah. today. Yeah. I thought everybody would be out deer hunting, but no. No. <laughs> there are many working. Of course, there are a lot of the, uh, what do you call it, the parking meters are, are bagged. Are covered, yes. Yeah. So there's no Which parking. Which makes it a challenge. <laughs> We're glad you made it in, though. If you do have a question for uh, Teresa, uh, either phone calls or text messages. And you know we always tend to get busy, so uh, don't wait. Call in or text in your lawn and garden question. Uh, well, what have you been doing at home now as far as getting, uh, you know, getting your yard and garden winterized? I, I haven't been doing much. I've been waiting for most of the leaves to finish falling. Oh, yes, yes. I, I don't have a turf. I don't have any turf in my yard, so I don't have to worry about mowing or anything or raking or anything. But I'm just waiting to get them off of the sidewalks and throwing them into the garden. Clean it up a little bit. Cleaning it up because you don't want to put a lot of leaves down yet because the ground isn't frozen. And if you put a lot of leaves down now over everything, then the, the mice and the voles have a wonderful place to live all winter, and they eat all your, the roots of your plants. That's a good point. So you don't want to put down that winter mulch, they call it, until the ground is just about frozen. I have a feeling, Teresa, we're probably going to get uh, uh, some tree trimming questions. We're getting into that season, like for oaks. Yeah, yeah, such. it's it's still a little early, yeah. I think, for the oaks and but but your maples and things like that, you know. And and I, uh, you know, the tree trimmers know what they're doing, the the certified arborists. But um, I just want to caution people that when you're making a, a cut, when you're when you're pruning a tree or a bush or a shrub. What you do is you cause a chemical reaction in the plant, and then the plant wants to start growing at that point or, uh-huh. or, or activating the nearest growth point. So then it starts putting on growth when it really should be getting dormant, becoming dormant. So it takes energy from the roots and puts on this growth that's not, that's not going to be hardy enough to make it through winter. So it's kind of a double hit on the plant. It, it's losing some, some of the growth, and it's taking some energy out. And then if you cut too early in the winter, the wound, if the tree's gone dormant, the wound doesn't seal up as well as it should. So the, the dryness can creep further into the into the cut area. So, right. so that's why, you know, pruning in January, February, March is a little better than December. Makes sense. Yeah. 651-989-9226 or send a text to Teresa 81807. See who's been waiting. Uh, Joan is calling in from Edina. Joan, you're on CCO with Teresa. Good Thank morning, you. Joan. Uh, I'm calling about my azalea bush. It's a very old bush. It's probably 30, 35 years mm-hmm. old, and it blossoms 
profusely every spring. Wonderful. I looked out today and yesterday rather, and it's just loaded with little green buds. Yep. Help. What, what will happen? To <laughs> well, them? there's there's nothing we can do. All you can do is hope for winter to come and those buds to stop growing. Um, they they can they have a lot of it's not antifreeze but it's like an antifreeze in them and they hold that antifreeze in them until the buds get to a certain point and then they then they lose the antifreeze and they burst open uh, and flower so so we want the the coolness to come so the the plant stops growing those buds there's nothing we can do um, the it gets a little goofy sometimes our, our plants get a little confused by the long cool weather and then warm weather and cool weather they don't quite know what season they're in so you may be seeing the same thing on lilacs and magnolias and things like and mock oranges there's not much we can do we can just hope for the best and if hopefully if it goes through okay and we get flowers next spring or the plant can right itself and we get more normal weather and the plant can be okay the following year but right now there's nothing you can do except don't be pruning um, if it gets really dry water and just make sure you give those azaleas and things a little extra mulch they have a, a fibrous uh, root system so you want to make sure those those roots are mulched a little bit in the winter. Very good. I want to make mention that our friends at By the Yard, Patio Furniture, Don yes. Jordan, Minnesota, sponsor the show every week, and we do thank them for thank that. Thank you, By the Yard Appreciate people. It. Yes, great stuff. We'll talk about that furniture as we move through the hour. 651-989-9226. Skip is calling from Bloomington. Skip, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Skip. I may have missed your, uh, missed your uh, talk about is it too too late to prune bushes now or cut bushes until winter or something? It's sort of too late and too early at the same time. So uh, if there's if there's one branch that really is going to be in your way all winter, you can go ahead and do the one prune or the one cut. Otherwise, you really should hold off pruning until January or February, or you should have had it done by like September 1st. So, so if you think of between September and December 15th or December 1st, those aren't pruning times. Um, anything else, um, you can prune your, your regular shrubs and trees. Um, so if that helps, yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, text number is 81807. Uh, I don't want to forget our textures uh, either. Here's one. Large part of our lawn under two large maple trees and near crab apple trees. Southwest exposure. Grass completely gone. Sure. Any suggestions as to what uh, to grow? You know, I would think of a woodland garden. So you could put in some fescue in some of the areas that get a little bit more light. That's a fine grass, and it can take a little bit of the shade. Uh, so a fescue would work there if you need a little turf. Otherwise, consider putting things like hostas and Virginia bluebells and epimediums. And look for the shade garden plants. They'd be very beautiful. Could create a beautiful woodland garden. And what you want to do is dig a hole. When, when you have the plants, dig a hole, put a little compost in, add your plant, and then maybe run some soaker hoses for a few years um, or a year or two just to give those plants a little extra. Uh, the maple roots are going to take a lot of the energy and the moisture, so you want those to get established. There is a book you can get online called Best Plants for 30 Tough Sites. You can Google that, and you can get that online for free, and there is some shade garden plants under there, dry shade under trees, which was what you would have with a maple. And there's also a lot of other things, you know, uh, deer-resistant plants, rain garden plants, steep slope plants, plants for a septic system. Um, so so that's a, and it's a free book you can download. Well, that's kind of neat. Yeah, so it's fun. It's made by Master Gardeners of Minnesota under um, Mary, uh, Professor Mary Meyer's um, help. I may ask you to repeat that before sure. you leave mm-hmm. today. Yep. 
Uh, let's uh, 651, by the way, 651-989-9226 is the phone number, or again, text number is 81807. Carrie is calling from Brooklyn Park with a question. Good morning, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Good morning. Um, I have five hydrangea bushes, and I'm wondering, um, they've been in the ground for a long time. The one is the oldest, is 12. Mm-hmm. Um, should I cut those down this fall or leave them until spring? I would leave them till spring. You may want to protect them in case rabbits or deer want to eat them. Um, otherwise, leave them till spring. Um, if you have some of the ones that hold the the, if they're uh, if they're just bushes, you're okay. If they were trees, I would say you may want to cut a few of the flowers off uh, for just so that they don't get weighed down. The branches don't get weighed down with snow. Otherwise, you know, consider harvesting some of those uh, flowers and using them in your holiday decorations. Your with your spruce tips and things like that. But I would leave them um, until spring and then go ahead and cut back as you want to. Okay, very good. Uh, is it too late, Texter wants to know, to divide lilies, Asiatics, or are they like tulips as long as the ground isn't frozen, or are they like daffodils and it's too late? Oh, you know, I think in this case with, with the Asiatics, I would say go to extension.umn.edu and right now, it's really kind of late to be dividing and, and planting anything because we really don't have six weeks till the ground's going to freeze up. Uh, so, so what I would do is then divide them at the proper time. Um, I do believe that's an early fall thing, so you're kind of late on that. But also with your Asiatics, they tend to dig themselves deeper. So go deeper with your shovel than you think so you don't cut into the, into the corms. All right, tell you what, uh, Teresa, we're going to take a quick break. We have more show to come. If you have any kind of a lawn and garden question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, call it in or send a text here on CCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on A3OWCCO. Denny all here with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering your phone calls and text messages as usual. And as usual, Teresa, we have many. What's wonderful. Keep you busy. Let's I love back. you, gardeners. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's do the phones here okay. because folks have been waiting like uh, Caroline in Coon Rapids. Caroline, good morning. What can we do for you? Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. I received a wisteria plant. It was about five feet tall um, in June. I planted it with a trellis along a, a fence, and it actually worked. Mm-hmm. It didn't blossom, of course, but mm-hmm. now what do I do? I put wood chips on the bottom okay. of the base mm-hmm. um, for the whole summer and kept it watered. Okay. And so now I don't know, do I prune it back? Do I leave it? Um, you I... know, I would. you want to prune it in early spring and make sure you never feed your wisteria. And if it looks to be established, don't water it anymore. You want to be kind of mean to it. Uh, it, it do, and it sometimes can take up to five to seven years to bloom. So be patient. Um, and it, they get huge. They get really big. So that trellis may need to be replaced at some time unless it's industrial strength. But um, but they are a plant that just takes a little while to, uh, to get mature enough to bloom um, and make sure you're not feeding or overwatering it. You, you want it to be kind of tough. So don't give it any compost or anything. Be mean to it. <laughs> be mean to it. Be mean to it. All right, Caroline. Uh, let's see. Thank you. Uh, Jake is calling from Faribault, Minnesota. Jake, you're on CCO with Teresa. Good morning, Jake. Good morning, Debbie and Teresa. I got a question about winter fertilizer. Okay. When do you use it and do you recommend it? Um, if you're thinking of your turf, yes. And the university suggests that you use it in the first half of September. And then what it does is it gets down and it helps the roots um, 
be healthy and come back really nice and green leaves in the spring. So it really helps for that spring growth. And it is suggested that if you do have a turf, that if you're going to if you're going to feed it, that the winterizer is the one you do for sure if you want a very low maintenance turf. Um, also understand that when you're mowing and you leave your cuttings on, you're giving one feeding uh, also or a fertilizer during the year. It's about equal to that. So then you're really kind of feeding it twice. You don't have to use a winterizer, but um, it, it is, yeah, it, it's a wonderful thing to do for your turf. And just do a low maintenance, and that's the one time you have to fertilize. I was thinking about uh, watering, and mm-hmm. you guys here that help us out on the show uh, suggest like – up until what the frost uh, until the ground is frozen until the, until the ground's frozen because the really roots are water. still active yep. yeah mm-hmm. and yeah can you still do that i'm looking at the forecast yep. no problem the mid through a midweek mm-hmm. but uh, starting wednesday night we'll get down to 24 yep you can you can water you know you'd probably you'd be watering during the day when yeah. it's a little when it's a little warmer out there um i see what you're saying so if the if the air temperature is under 30 do you want to water but at least water? this week we still have a I chance would still i would still water maybe mm-hmm. more and it depends on how much rain you've gotten that's um, true here too. in the cities we're a little lower on rain i think we're getting some this week we're getting though. some but <laughs> other parts of the state you've gotten a lot of rain so yeah. you're okay so you have to know what your rain gauge is doing listen to your local weather person um put out rain gauges and and see what your rain gauges are doing it just it just hooks you to your yard a little bit better, and you just start to understand what's going on in your yard if you think, oh, I've got to go check the rain gauge. Text number is 81807. Here's a text, Teresa. <laughs> Somebody wants to have you tell us about your yard with no turf. Oh, my yard with no turf. Um, okay, I have to I have to tell you, first of all, I'm a really super lazy gardener, and I'm the <laughs> cheapest gardener you'll ever find. Um, I'm also, as a master gardener, I like to kind of experiment with things and and I be quote mean un, unquote mean to my plants. I I don't fertilize them. I don't take really good care of them. I want to see how tough they are, and the tough ones survive. So those are the ones I know I can recommend to people. But I do have a lot of fruit trees in my yard. My yard is a certified national wildlife habitat. Um, I do have chickens out there um, fighting with the raccoons frequently. Um, but I have I used to have a big elm tree, and I had a beautiful shade garden. I lost that when the elm came down. So then I put in a bunch of fruit trees. So now I have some apple trees and peach trees and apricot trees and and things like that. Um, and, and so and some herbs in a little tiny area that isn't that is sunny enough still for for uh, veggies. And and then I usually grow my veggies in pots close to the house on the balcony. Um, and the chippies like that or close to the house. Um, the chippies like to eat all my tomatoes. So so it's just an ongoing. Thrilled. That sounds kind of neat. It's 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 um it's not a beautiful yard to most people's mind, but to my mind, it's very beautiful because it's very lush. It's very filled and packed with things and a lot of variety. But it's not your typical, you know, yard and garden beautiful beyond the. You don't the have to tour. mow. You could be specialized. Well, if you know, if you don't have to mow, you can just sit out there and read, and you don't. Yeah, it's just, Imagine that. It's so much more fun. Yeah. Um. And so, so that's what I do, and and I don't. I, I just kind of go with the seasons and like to see how the plants respond. And Dexter also wants to know. Let's see. Um. When is the best time to plant wildflower seeds? It depends. Uh, and, and if they're native wildflower seeds, you probably want to plant them in the fall because they do need to go through winter stratification. And if you're starting to freak out and think, oh, I don't have time, um, think about uh, going to uh, wintersown.org 
And what it is is you plant your your plant your plant your seeds in milk jugs in January and set them outside. And, and it's a way to get them stratified, and then they come up, and then you would just plant them out where you have your garden prepared then. But most, most of our native plants need to go through that winter cold and frost, freezing and thawing. Uh, so plant them in the fall. Um, make sure you keep watering and protect them from, you know, squirrels digging them up and birds and stuff like that. Sure. All right. Before we break, Maria is calling from Buffalo with a question. Hi, Maria. Hi, Maria. Yes, yes good morning. Um, I, first of all, I want to say thank you for your show. We listen to it every Saturday morning. Well, thank Wonderful. you. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. I have a magnolia tree my husband gifted me about five years ago. It's doing beautifully, white flowers in the springtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and later on in the fall, those flowers then become the seeds, of course. And mm-hmm. right now I have picked about maybe over 100 little red seeds from the tree um are they viable um do they got they have to go through that stratified they um, probably would have to go through winter stratification i don't know if if it's a hybrid how viable those seeds would be but i would definitely try them and see if you can get some seedling growing and if it is a hybrid you may or may not get the same kind of tree that you have now or the same magnolia bush it could be a little different depending on what where parentage it's pulling from um, and, and a lot of those seeds then could also be sterile. So I don't know that much about magnolia seeds. I know we have a bunch of magnolias um, in the cities. We don't have a lot of magnolias planting up, uh, sprouting up everywhere. So I'm thinking a lot of the seeds aren't that viable. But then again, maybe the squirrels are eating them all. <laughs> Good. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Maria. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Uh, we have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. More Smart Garden here on News Talk 830 WCC. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show, brought to us every week by our friends at By the Yard Patio Furniture down near Jordan, Minnesota. Uh, Denny All here in studio with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, welcoming your phone calls and text messages. Uh, we have, as I said, almost another half hour of the show to go. So join in, uh, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. Um, <laughs> Texture says, your yard sounds like a food forest. I love it. That's exactly the word I was going for, yes. And the squirrels and the raccoon and raccoons love it too. <laughs> Very good. By the way, that text number is 81807. Uh, here's one, uh, Teresa, that says, I have a tree-type hibiscus that we uh, brought in a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it is huge. Can I still cut it back, and how much? You can cut it back a third, a half, whatever you need. Don't be surprised if it does lose all its leaves. That's that's typical when you bring plants in. Um, just keep it nicely watered and give it as much bright light as you can. When it starts flowering, you can then again fertilize it. Okay. Texture wants to know, is it too late to plant tulips? No, you can plant tulips as long as you can dig the soil. Don't wait till snowstorms to plant them because that's not much fun. I speak from experience. All right. Oh, here's our Creeping Charlie uh, comment of the day. Oh, God, I was looking for Creeping Charlie. Uh, Texter says, have a chemical-free fenced area with a crop of Creeping Charlie. The flowers make great tea. Mm, That's possible. It is is one of the – it is an herb. It is a mint. Um, I've never tried it, so I don't know, but I have heard that it's edible. Mm. Mm -hmm. And Tuesday, I'm voting for dandelions and Creeping Charlie. Okay. So that's what I'm voting for on Tuesday. Well, you let me, will you make that tea? You let me know. You? I don't think I will right. be making right. the tea. Let's go back to the phones. Bill is on the road. He has a question for you. Bill, Teresa's listening. Hey, Bill. 
Uh, good morning, Teresa. I sure enjoy the show. Yeah, I heard you mention uh, you have peach trees in your yard. Yes. Just wondering what kind you have and how that's working out for you. Um, there, um, I, there's three varieties that work really well here in, in the Zone 4 area. Um, Intrepid, Contender, and Reliance. So they're all named after warships or some goofy thing like that. Um, those work really well. I have two of the three, and I can't remember which ones they are. Um, they worked out. Re- they're working out really well. The peaches taste excellent. I believe that they're freestone peaches, if I remember correctly. And um, the only thing with the peach trees and all those fruit trees is they they're very susceptible. All those trees in the prunus are very susceptible to a lot of diseases. So don't don't worry if your peach tree gets something after ten, fifteen, twenty years. Um, they ju- that's just what happens to them, and then you get to replant another kind and have fun again. But those would be the one. Uh, the three I would suggest, Reliance, Intrepid, and Contender. All right, very good. Thank you, Bill. Uh, Texter wants to know, should we winter protect a magnolia tree that was planted last spring? Thanks for your advice. Oh, good idea. Anything you've planted this year, I would do some winter protection on it, whether it's um, whether it's uh, mulching the base or protecting it from rabbits. So, yes, I would protect it. Well, kind of a follow-up here uh, as far as magnolia. Most magnolia seeds, Texter says, also need to have simulated going through a bird system. This, oh, This can okay. be accomplished sure. by taking the seed coat off mm-hmm. of the seed and place placing the seed in a bowl with a can of Coca-Cola oh, the for 12 acid. hours, mm-hmm. then plant yep. the seeds in the fall. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. There's a really good uh, seed starting and uh, dividing book uh, by uh, Mr. Too Good. That's all I can remember. Um, that's It's a good book to get on um, divisions and things like that. And you can always go to extension.umn.edu for questions on seeds and things like that. I was going to ask you to do that, to give the uh, website. website. We hadn't yep. done that mm-hmm. yet. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I was uh, told you earlier that... Uh, Tony and I, my son, are heading out for lunch today, and when we do, we're going to be near the Arboretum. Yes. And I thought we'd pick up some apples at the Apple House. That would be wonderful. That's just down a little That's bit west of the That's just a mile west of the Arboretum, so, you know, go to the Arboretum, enjoy it, and then before you head home, go to the Apple House or vice versa, whichever, and the apples will make your car smell so good when yes. you get it. Mm. Absolutely. You'll have all those wonderful varieties of apples. and oh, How delicious. So we'll do that today. And I don't know if people know this, but the university, the the university systems out at the Arboretum has developed a lot of apples and a lot of grape varieties. So you can thank the people at the Apple House and, and the university for all those wonderful Honeycrisp, Sweet Tango, uh, Swenson Red grapes, all those different things. They're developed right here in Minnesota. Isn't that neat? Isn't that cool? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what they do over there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. But we have textures, we have callers. Before we get back to the phones, is it Texter says, is it too late to cut down buckthorn and use stump killer on the stumps to prevent growth in the spring? Kill it. No, it's not too late. Go ahead. This is a great time to do it. I would use the stump killer right now. As soon as you cut, use the stump killer. If you wait to use it in the spring, it's already sealed over. So you want to put that stump killer down within 15 minutes of the fresh cut. Um, so that's what you want to do. That buckthorn is nasty. It's it's you know it's a really good plant for what it's used for. It was brought over from Europe. It's a wonderful landscape plant. However, the the berries, um, the birds will eat them. It's not their favorite, but then it gives the birds diarrhea. So within a mile, they're pooping it out, 
and those seeds are very aggressive and they they have a chemical where the seed starts to grow and it inhibits a lot of other plants and so that takes over our natural areas and so all those plants that the animals need in the natural areas are then replaced by buckthorn wet they don't need and it kills a lot of our spring ephemerals and things like that. And even the the chemical is throughout the whole plant, and um, it does it does impact. So you don't want to like put buckthorn in your mulch and things like that either. Do they still call it a noxious weed? I thought um, they did at one time. It's noxious or invasive. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Buckthorn is something you want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yep. Back to the phones we go. Nancy's calling from Denison. Nancy, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. Um, I have a calla lily that I had in a pot. And I pulled it out of the pot, and I'm letting the bulb dry. Mm-hmm. It also set a seed pod this summer. I let it go to seed. Oh, way cool. Now, are those seeds something that need to be chilled or kept in a refrigerator, or can I just let them dry out and plant in the spring? Or I would, um, you home? know, you can always keep them in the fridge um, in a glass jar that's sealed up. That's a, a stable temperature. Um, uh, if, you're, if your house has stable temperature and the, the humidity is not going to fluctuate too much, you can just dry them and store them as you would your other seeds. Um, I don't know how viable they are. I don't, don't know that much about calla lilies. Um, if you are really interested, I would suggest checking out the University of Florida. They may have some really good information. They have good information on the tropicals down there. Very good. Thanks, Nancy. Good luck. Phone uh, number is 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Here's a text. Why can you not plant milkweed at this time of year? No, you can. This is when oh. you have to plant milkweed because it has to go through the winter stratification. So when you're buying those seeds in the spring to plant milkweed, it's not going to come up till the following spring. So plant it now. Another text says, should I cut my raspberry canes back now? I believe they suggest in January, February to cut your raspberry canes back. Again, I would um, direct you to the university website. They have an excellent page on raspberries. Or if you don't want to go to extension.umn.edu, just take the lazy way like I do, being a lazy gardener, and just Google raspberries, UMN. It'll bring you right to the right page that you need. I know we had a call just a bit ago about wisteria, uh, but a texter says, can you also cut back established wisteria? And again, how much? You know, the wisteria, it can take a lot of pruning. So go ahead and just chop to your heart's content. Um, Yeah, go ahead. It it puts out a lot of growth, you know, 5, 10 feet a year. So you can really chop it back quite Quite vigorously. Five to ten. Wow. It, it's that, it's a amazing. very aggressive vine. Yes. Somebody said they're voting for the same thing as you. All right. Uh, I wish I had more creeping Charlie in my yard. I bet you we'd have a lot of volunteers. I, I glad think, to bring I think, them yeah, over. if you post it up on, on LinkedIn or next door, um, your neighbors will probably share with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I've heard mulching leaves and hmm, lean. That must be a typo. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to this one. Okay. Is it time to uh, is there, is there time now to overseed? Is there a specific seed to use? Well, we're kind of in the middle. In the now. turf thing, it's it's a little too late for overseeding. It's a little too early for dormant yeah. seeding. So again, I would suggest going to the website extension.umn.edu. Click on the garden and lawn tab and um and and look at the the seeding. You can do a dormant seeding. Just before the snow comes, and that works really well for. Oh, that can work really well if the birds don't eat it, the mice don't eat it all winter. If it doesn't rot in the spring or get washed away with the snow melt. Okay, back to the phones we go. Kevin is calling from Forest Lake. Kevin, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Kevin. 
Hello, Kevin. Oh, no, Kevin's Give gone. me a rhubarb plant. Okay. I put it in a pot, and, of course, I've cut it down and everything, but I'm wondering over the winter, what can you do with the pot, or can I already transplant it still? Um, you know, you can sink the pot in the ground right now and just give it a good covering of leaves once the ground starts to freeze. Um, that would maybe be your best bet. You can also plant it in the ground now. Um, and then um, try not to disturb the roots or anything, but just plant it in the ground. And then make sure for sure that you mulch it really well once the ground freezes because it would not have had time to root out. And it could pop out of the ground in the in January. And then you can't get it back in again. Tell you what, Teresa, okay. a quick break. We have more show to come, more Smart Garden here on CCO. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show brought to us every week by our friends at By the Yard Patio Furniture. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is helping you out uh, this uh, day. I think you're going to be here next week too, aren't you? I think so. It's a possibility. All right. well, I we hope so. look at my calendar. We hope so. Yeah. All right. Let's put you back to work. Who has been waiting? Uh, Sue is calling from Young America. Sue, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hi, Sue. Hi, good morning. Um, I have three very small sugar maples. Uh, the grandkids and I started them from sugar maple seeds this past spring. Oh, wonderful. And I am wondering how to protect mm-hmm. them during the winter from heavy snow and rabbits. Mm-hmm. Um, are they outside already, hopefully? Yeah. In the ground. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah. a fence of chicken wire works really wonderfully. Um, wait till uh, so put the fence up. Get a little bag of leaves and um, hold the leaves there. And once the ground is just about frozen or totally frozen, you can just fill up the whole little fence with leaves. And um, you know, even above the, ch- I don't know how tall they are, but um, that will protect uh, the protect the, the the roots and it will protect the the most of the plant from the snow and the the fence will protect it from bunnies. All right, very good. Good luck. Thank you very much, Sue. Let's see. Uh, Fred is calling from West St. Paul, I believe. Morning, Fred. Morning, Fred. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for your program, you guys. Uh, it's part of our Saturday ritual here. Oh, at... how wonderful. <laughs> Excellent. We got a question that has to do with the inside, mm-hmm. and that is um, the details and timeliness of doing containerized gardening. We want to uh, force some uh, tulip bulbs for early bloom and um, okay. would just like to have you just uh, kind of outline that process and give us a timetable okay. if possible. You um, get the, purchase the tulips that bloom the earliest in the spring, the ones that say they're early spring. That, that Those are the bulbs you want to use. Um, and then you, they do need a chill time, so they need about like 12 to 14 weeks of chill time. So if you can get pre-chilled bulbs, that's wonderful. Otherwise, you can just plant them up, um, put them in a in the planter that you want to use, and put the planter in the refrigerator and keep it watered occasionally. And then after about 12 to 14 weeks, you can pull it out and they'll start growing. While they're in the refrigerator, you want to make sure you don't put apples in there because apples emit the ethylene gas, which will impact the tulip bulbs and cause them to be deformed or even prevent them from blooming. So most of your bulbs will need a chill time. That's why we can grow bulbs up here in the north and the poor people in the south can't grow bulbs. They have to buy the pre-chilled bulbs. So that's those poor southerners can't have beautiful bulb arrangements really easy like we can up here. Hmm. They don't have good lilacs down there Interesting. either. So, yeah. So so, but um, there is there is one uh one of the um, one of the pa- the paper whites don't need chilling, but everybody else does need pre-chilling. Ed in Golden Valley is calling in with a question for you, Teresa. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ed. Hi. Hi. 
Hey, I got a, my questions. I've got this summer for some reason they're voles, moles, gophers, or something. But my lawn has turned into like a sponge. You can't wherever you, you can hardly walk across. Mm-hmm. You keep falling in all the pits. The mm-hmm. whole the whole neighborhood's kind of infested. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm hoping the winter takes care of this, gets rid of these creatures. I don't want to poison them or anything. We have a lot of feral cats that might be taking care of it. Right. But so what, what will it will this damage my lawn a lot? Am I going to have to do? Uh, what happens to all the dirt that uh, the, that comes out of the tunnels? <laughs> well, what you might be seeing is the result of a grub infestation, and then a mole moles are eating the grubs. So that's a good thing because then the grubs can't eat the roots of your grass. So if you start to notice your grass is dying, you want to see if you can pull it back like a carpet. If that's the case, then you have a grub problem, and then you want to start treating for grubs and then just uh, follow the university's recommendations for that. Otherwise, if you can just let the moles finish doing what they're doing, and once the food is gone, they will go away. Um, You can use um, castor oil that will drive them away, but again, if it's throughout your whole neighborhood, you're gonna, they're just going to go somewhere else, and then once the castor oil disappears and the smell is gone, they'll come back again. Uh, so, so that you can also use traps where you put the trap on, you figure out their tunnels, and then the trap um, cuts them, like, like spears them. So you can use the harpoon traps, and then they die underground. But you just kind of have to see what's going to happen with your yard and um, try to keep your grass as healthy as possible. Water when needed, if needed, and um, consider uh, fertilizing uh, for a winterizer. It's already past that, but maybe next year. Boy, those moles can do a heck of they a damage. They can do a he- big they can, time. Yeah, and you have to be careful. If you do know you have a mole issue out there, it can make your ground pretty unsteady. So be careful when you're mowing because broken ankles aren't that much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I- yeah, Thanks. So I, I would definitely go to the extension.umn.edu website and check it out. All right. Uh, let's see. Carrie is calling from Blaine with a question. Go ahead, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi. I have a catalpa tree that we uh, got from our garden, mm-hmm. and we have planted it in a pot. Okay. And can we keep that in the house for the winter, or do it, does it need to be planted outside? You know, you could try to keep it in the house. Um, it's It should be okay in the house. I Yeah, you can go ahead and try. Um, give it as much light as you can and the water that it needs to get through, no fertilizing, anything like that. Or you could just sink the pot in the ground outside and... Um, just like I was suggesting to the to the gentleman with the rhubarb, just mulch it really well once the ground freezes. Uh, you can do that. But, yeah, they want to be big trees, so you'll have to either plant it or or uh, think about um, pruning it to keep it as a house plant if that's what you wanted to do. Don't want to forget about a texter's either, Teresa. Here's one. Have a Manavilla plant indoors. It's huge, and I love it. How can I get it to flower over the winter? It's in a south-facing room. It does need, um, so you've got it bright lights. Um, you may need to give it a little bit of fertilizer, so I would give it a diluted fertilizer, see if that kicks it in. You know, even in the bright rooms, we don't have that much light in the wintertime here, and your windows could be dirty or they have a screen or you have argon gas between the window panes for insulation. So you may want to give it some supplemental light. That may help. Somebody's given me a broad hint here. It says the last weekend for the Apple House. <gasps> hurry, hurry to the <laughs> so, Apple House. I, thank Everybody, you for that. Go right, as soon as this, pro, well, no, as soon as Denny's off the air, yeah. then go to the Apple House. Well, you'll have time later today. Okay. <laughs> but it's the last weekend, so yeah, I'm sure so that tomorrow too would be available. Yep, tomorrow too, yeah. Uh, Texter wants to know, can I cut my clematis down? 
you can you can you can do anything you want at any time you want in your garden. There's just repercussions of whatever you're doing. If it depends on what kind of clematis it is, how it blooms, whether it blooms on old wood, new wood, or both. If it blooms on old wood, you're getting rid of all of next year's flowers. If it blooms on new wood, it doesn't really matter. Blooms on both, it doesn't really matter. So you need to know how what what category it falls in for blooming. Uh, a texture wants to know, does mulching leaves add any food value to the lawn? Yes, it does. It adds um, organic matter and it does add food um, or it would add nutrition. I don't know what the what it would be adding, the percentage and what all it adds. But it, it is, you know, I mean, that the, the plant used the photosynthesis and everything and it goes right back in. But you can't leave three feet of leaves on your lawn. You can if you want to kill your lawn. <laughs> It'll do it too. <laughs> and I've that'll seen it do done. it. You know? yeah. Even ten inches would do it. So. Well, I know we're just uh, just about out of time, but uh, the, you a couple of things you yep. mentioned a free a book? free book. Yep, best plants for thirty tough sites. You just Google that; it'll bring you right there, um, or go to the extension.umn.edu. And you can find it on the website, too. You can also purchase the books at the Arboretum when you're there. Uh-huh. I believe they have them. And at the Northern Gardener's store. Easy enough. Now, for those who want to check out a great website. Extension.umn.edu. Go there. All right, Teresa. Learn stuff. Hope we see you next week. I will be here. I can't remember when I am, but I'm here quite a few times for the rest of the year. Sorry, guys. We look forward to it. Okay, Thanks again too. for Thank your help. You. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.